one, and we're back to In Case You Forgot, the apolitical podcast where we look at politics through an apolitical lens. We do not support Republicans. We don't support Democrats. We don't support independents. We support you, the human being. Controversial, I know, but we are for the people. And that's it. So we found our favorite word again, or words, conspiracy, and of course, far right, right wing, all that. We found conspiracy in the name Ray Epps. In fact, if you're watching this, let me share a couple of the headlines. And then we're going to get into some vids, but we got Axios, Trump supporter at center of January 6th conspiracy theory. It's just been hell. Or in Yahoo, Ray Epps reveals how his life has been ruined after conspiracists claim he was FBI informant at January 6th riot. Conspiracy theorists are at it again. So what did we do on the apolitical podcast? where we look at politics with an apolitical lens. We looked into it. We went on the World Wide Web. And we did some research to figure out if this is a conspiracy or if this is another true story that's not really a conspiracy. All right. So if you've been listening to this podcast, you know we look out for certain words. We look out for conspiracy, far right, all right. Um, those are the big ones. Debunked, fact check. Those are the other big ones. And then we go and we dig around with our independent journalism where we aren't sponsored by big corporate businesses and aren't funded by any big pharma companies because we are just funded by the hearts of the people to do the right thing. That's it. That's the goal. And we believe doing the right thing and telling the truth has a, is advantageous for long-term success as an independent media creator. So other stories we've went through, we've pointed out how when we uncover the particular topics and the particular media sources where they are saying it's a conspiracy, they often use words in sentences that are very radical to get you to think a certain way to describe something. Like, instead of just saying the claim is that he didn't go to the Capitol, they say they're the baseless claims he didn't go to the Capitol. Or there's always some sort of adjective in there that support, that goes to your subconscious so you can think a certain way before you read whatever the rest of the sentence is. And so this is amazing. So we went through the source where it's conspiracies, which I showed a couple of the articles. And I'm going to play a vid here, a video. This is CNN covering this topic. I mean, this is just unbelievable. And what we do something really different on this podcast. We implore you to utilize your brain and be a critical thinker and come to your very own conclusions because we trust you and we think you are much smarter than the mainstream media gives you credit for. 
We do. I do. I sincerely do. I think your intelligence is super underrated. And I mean that. So I'm going to play the CNN um, segment on how this is a conspiracy. You take it for what it's worth. And then we're going to go to an independent media creator and play that. And, play that. and we're going to go through if it's a conspiracy or if it's not a conspiracy again. I mean, it's amazing. It's truly amazing that it's a full-time job where I have a new topic every single day where the word conspiracy is used and that it never seems to be a conspiracy, but instead it seems to be like a fact. It's crazy. These are unprecedented times. I just, unprecedented. So before I keep talking on my monologue that I know you guys don't want to hear, let me play CNN, the unbiased news organization who wants you to be safe, healthy, and prosperous. And they're definitely not being funded by the largest corporations in the world. That is a conspiracy, or is it not? Let's get down to it. This is amazing. I mean, this is amazing. This is how this all goes down. All right, so this is on Don Lemon. And it's about, it says, Tucker Carlson promotes conspiracy that FBI planned Capitol riot. Here we go. The Fox Propaganda Network's Tucker Carlson pushing a conspiracy with no legitimate See, they already start by the saying FBI propaganda. organized the January 6th Capitol attack. And the claim is already being picked up by some GOP lawmakers. Here's CNN's chief media correspondent, Brian Stelter. He's my favorite. When you assume you make an ass of me. Tucker Carlson must have forgotten this lesson from the odd couple because his latest January 6th conspiracy theory makes huge assumptions conspiracy theory. in a baseless bid to let rioters off the hook. But strangely, some of the key people who participated on January 6th have not been charged. It's not strange at all. Prosecutors are still building their cases. But Carlson is claiming, without any proof, that the people given anonymity in court papers, the people called unindicted co-conspirators, were actually government agitators there to stoke a riot. The government knows who they are, but the government has not charged them. Why is that? You know why. They were almost certainly working for the FBI. So FBI operatives were organizing the attack on the Capitol on January 6th. Carlson is known for his logical leaps, but this is one of his most egregious ever. This is crazy, and we should resist it. And now Carlson has whipped up his allies into a frenzy. Woo! Here's Marjorie Taylor Greene assuming Carlson is right and saying we need names and answers about the FBI operatives who were involved. But this is just yet another baseless theory that Carlson has hyped to millions of people. The existence of unnamed, as yet uncharged, co-conspirators does not mean that they were working undercover for the FBI. Just look at the size of the mob. This is a massive case. The phrase unindicted co-conspirator absolutely cannot refer to an FBI agent acting as an undercover or to anybody acting on behalf of the FBI. Because under federal law, if a person is acting for the government, 
they're not actually part of a crime because they're essentially pretending. But in Tucker world, conspiracy beats reality. Just look at his banner on screen asking what really happened on January 6th, as if it's some sort of mystery. And his guest... A prior relationship with the federal government. Darren Beatty, a former speechwriter for President Trump, attended a conference frequented by white nationalists. And when CNN exposed this, he left the White House. But Tucker never mentioned any of that. Instead, he promoted Beatty's website, which posted a just asking questions sort of story, suggesting that the feds infiltrated militia groups who ransacked the Capitol. For Carlson, it's part of a story that he's been telling ever since the night of January 6th. It is not your fault. It is their fault. And Brian Stelter joins me now, along with Chris Wecker, the former FBI assistant director. Hold on. I got to pause it there. Is that a? Am- that's amazing. I'm not even going to give my full opinion yet. And I'm going to play a video. And the next one is going to, it's not going to be Tucker, Car- Carl- yeah, Tucker Carlson's segment because... I need to do my best to bring an apolitical lens and some people will just dismiss it right away. So the next one's going to be breaking points, which is a very good independent media source. Who's probably closer to how mainstream works, but they're totally on YouTube and all that stuff. And guess what? They're connected to the alt-right Joe Rogan. So they're probably conspiracy theorists too. They have an agenda. Is that amazing? It does that not, co- it comes off to me like they're trying to make me think a certain way. Like on his banner at the bottom, it says the outlandish thing of what happened on January 6th. Why is that so crazy? It sounds like a question. It's crazy. Like since when are questions crazy? It's baseless. I I just don't know why questions are egregious as they say on CNN. Okay. Without further ado, let me play breaking points a segment. And I want to preface this one by saying they must have an agenda and they must be conspiracy theorists. So do not ever take what they say at face value and don't ever use critical thinking when hearing anything other than CNN. You take what you're given and you shut up and move along. And if you don't follow my directions, you are a conspiracy theorist that spews disinformation and misinformation, and you're part of the alt-right with everybody else in the world, by the way, unless you're an elite globalist part of the World Economic Forum because they just care about climate change because they just want to save the world. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Let's play good old the video. Oh, yeah, they said it's baseless and it's absolutely crazy, and there's absolutely no possible evidence and where does he come up with this and he's asking questions tucker carlson you evil man so this is breaking points and the title of it is new york times ray apps profile raises more questions about fbi january 6 involvement again most likely conspiracy theorists and racists even though Sagers not white but whatever here we go it starts off with a video of this Ray Epps gentleman in a crowd on January 5th and 6th. Just take a listen or watch. Here we go. You're about to hear his voice. That's who this is. Tomorrow. 
seconds before they go in you see him whisper in someone's ear and then he pushes the fence over been a while since January 6th, and Mr. Apps actually basically been missing for a long time. Well, the New York Times somehow found him at a quote-unquote secret location and interviewed him. So let's put this up there on the screen. Now, this is very interesting because they portray a sympathetic figure of Ray Apps. He had to sell his business. I'm sure that, you know, people have been trying. And, you know, I don't condone any harassment of this guy, any of this stuff. But what's fascinating to me are a couple of things, Crystal. Number one, Epps acknowledges, actually, that he contacted the FBI, quote, minutes after discovering that agents wanted to talk to him. At no point in this entire in article and interview did the FBI ever ask him, hey, so did you ever have any affiliation in any way with the FBI whatsoever? They also acknowledge in the article that Ray Epps has not been charged by the FBI, despite admitting to breaching the barriers of the Capitol. Now, he says, and there is no video evidence to claim, that he ever entered the building. He claims now, though, a very different tone. Now, Ray Epps says he may sue Dominion, or he may, like, join lawsuits against Stop the Steal people. He now says disinformation is like a scourge. He's reciting quite a few kind of liberal talking points uh, that would be very amenable to CNN and to elsewhere and seems to have completely abandoned his entire like MAGA outlook to the point where he was encouraging people to breach it. Maybe it's genuine. Yeah. I don't know. Well, but it's very odd. There were two things that stood out yeah. to me about the article is, first of all, um, have there been any other sympathetic portrayals of anyone who was oh, at the Capitol? Oh, that's a fantastic that I, Yeah, yeah, that's I have, excellent. Maybe, yeah, but yeah. I haven't seen them. And this is a, this is a very sympathetic yeah. portrayal. And I am always in favor of, you know, people are complex. They make mistakes. They feel one way one day. Totally. Another day they get hyped up. They say stupid shit. They do stupid shit. Like, I am in favor of foregrounding the complexity of human beings, so I don't have an issue with that. But I do think it's interesting that mm -hmm. this is the one character that they decide to take that approach to and have, you know, this very sympathetic portrayal and really kind of whitewash the um, extent of his involvement. Because as you just show in that video, 
the way they portray it in this article, if you just read this, he may have said to one person the night before, like, oh, we should go into the Capitol, but that's it. <laughs> Not over and over and over and over and over again to the point that the people around him are like, this seems like a setup. Are you a Fed? Yes. Um, he also talks about how he has regrets. This is the quote from the piece. Epps also said he regretted sending a text to his nephew well after the violence had already erupted, in which he discussed how he helped to orchestrate the movements of people who were leaving Mr. Trump's speech near the White House by pointing them in the direction of the Capitol. So again, that's very different than the uh, rest of the portrayal of him in this piece, which is very like, oh, he just happened to be there. And actually they say, oh, he was trying to prevent protesters from engaging with law enforcement. And they they paint him out as like, you know, a sort of like attempted hero of the situation is is the portrayal that, you know, that they go with here. So I, I thought that was I thought that was very um I thought it was noteworthy, I guess, just that this is the individual that they decide to give the really favorable portrayal to. It also pissed me off that they say the baseless idea that the FBI was behind the attack on the Capitol. Now, look, maybe Tucker has said that. You never heard that here. Yeah. Or you never heard that from a lot of people, Glenn Greenwald and others who are asking what the hell happened on the day. It's not a baseless idea to say the fact that there were police informants who were there on January 6th. We literally know that from court filings. Well, we yeah. know it from New York Times. Was the, <laughs> They did their reporting. Say, as, are yeah. they conspiracy right. mongers now who are saying this is a false flag? They are, exactly. they are the outlet that first acknowledged that there were people in contact with the FBI yeah. who were there inside the Capitol. So, again, I have no idea who this man is, what he thought he was doing in that day, what and he really so was know, doing Crystal on the day, or any of that. Liberal. But I think the total lack Democrat. of curiosity about that piece and the attempt to straw man and dismiss anyone who would say, hey, you know, it would have been great if this was all disrupted and prevented, which is what the FBI is supposed to be mm -hmm. involved with. So if there was connectivity with some of these participants on the ground, which it would be strange, it would be unusual if there wasn't, because we know they've infiltrated groups like the Oath Keepers, then why why weren't you able to see this coming? Why weren't you able to disrupt it? I think those are extremely legitimate questions that you're basically not allowed to ask or your conspiracy. And here, let me ask you this. Why is it QAnon? By the way, I have no sympathy for the QAnon shaman. He looks like a total loser. But yeah. why does the QAnon shaman have get 41 months in prison and prosecuted by the FBI? And then the guy who on the night of January 5th and all throughout January 6th is repeatedly asking people and admittedly sending text messages about orchestrating yeah. people. Why has he never been charged? All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. You, if you're watching or you're listening, I want to be very clear. I, I want to be very, very clear with you. If you think those questions are anything but conspiracies, you are a terrible human being and you're stupid and Everything that comes out of your mouth is dis and misinformation. And again, I want to repeat this just so you understand what you are. You're an idiot. And you do not know better because CNN has no biases, but you do. You are bad and evil. Did I make that clear? You are bad and evil. You're worse. You're a domestic terrorist if you're an American. Okay, let's get real for a second. Come to your own conclusions. 
you can click all the links in the show notes to go do your own research. But have we yet again, again, I feel like this is 10 episodes in a row. I'm starting to lose my mind of another quote conspiracy where we literally either just watched or listened to the video of that guy who is out and about free, who says we got to go into the Capitol. We got to go into the Capitol. Like he's really emphasizing that he went like out of his way to like say, we got to go into the game. He was like, it's that way. Look, 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 it's that. No, no, you're looking the wrong way. You got to go in that way. And if you watch that and think that he has anything to do with the situation, you're an idiot. How could you think he has anything to do with the situation? All he did was is say, go into the Capitol. You got to go into the Capitol. He should have just said, you need to commit an insurrection. You need to go an insurrection. I mean, <laughs> in all seriousness, you're not dumb. That's all being sarcastic. You're smart. Maybe you're not really smart, but you're not dumb. I know you're not dumb. I don't even know who you are if you're listening or watching this, but you're not dumb. You just watched an independent media source who makes money off of subscriptions give their opinion and show, share a video of that gentleman. It's clear as day. You can go search Ray Epps video on YouTube or Google, whatever. You heard it or watched it. And then you heard an independent media who, again, is supported by subscribers. And then you heard CNN, who's supported by 75% of their advertisers are big pharma. The other 25% are massive conglomerate or, uh, conglomerates or large corporations across, like that own the world. And it, they use these words so often that it's actually having an opposite effect. It is literally exposing them. And we are watching the crumbling of the establishment in real time. This actually is an extremely meta thing to even talk about. We are literally living through the time where you are seeing the establishment of the nation state and all of its supporters, AKA the mainstream media crumble in real time. That is unbelievable. Here comes my, all my opinions right now. And I have to preface it with that because I'm not trying to pursue, because guess what? We're funded by <clears throat> nobody. We're sponsored by nobody. By the way, if you want to be sponsored, you can definitely hit us up and we will say really good things about you. That's what happens. That's what has to happen. No advertiser would pay massive amounts of money for a commercial that nobody watches, by the way. So nobody would waste money that gets zero return on a commercial that nobody's watching a decade unless it's favorable for their brand. Why would I pay you to talk shit about me? In what world does that add up? And to say what really happened or who is this guy or how is he affiliated? And that puts you into a conspiracy alt-right 
person? There's just no way the general public is that dumb. I just don't believe it. I'm sorry. It's why I started this podcast. There's just no way. I really don't believe it. I don't. I think that everybody knows what's going on here. And it's not just this issue. It's literally we have issue after issue after issue after. In fact, I'll probably be doing this for the next 25 years with a different conspiracy theory every day that turns out just to be a fact <laughs> or, or the establishment lying. And when I say establishment, I just mean the powers that be. Everything that trickles down from Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, which then trickles into Biden and trickle. And what we're going to get into, which is a crazy thing very soon, is the bill, H.R. 4350, which is happening, which is trying to be passed right now. And H.R., go look at it up. H.R. 4350 is to allow our military to be deployed against domestic extremists or domestic terrorists, a.k.a. anyone who disagrees with whatever the narrative is. And just so you know, in case you don't know about history and what a dictatorship is versus everything else, literally the number one thing of a dictatorship is controlling the military to deploy them against your foes. And now there's HR 4350. Go look it up yourself. And then when you look it up, search and just search the word either domestic and then look at all the areas in the bill where it says domestic or search extremism. And it basically says, just to sum it up, this is a, not the words that are used, but this is if you just want to interpret it correctly. It's basically, if you disagree with us, we can shut you up. We will deploy the military against you. That is what a dictatorship is. If we don't just accept what CNN tells us, which by the way, they start the segment off by saying, and the propaganda news network, I don't care what you think about Fox News. I don't care what you think about anything. But why you got to preface things with these strong words? And you're saying that anybody who asks questions is like a domestic extremist and alt-right Trump supporter. This is an apolitical podcast. Everyone knows we're apolitical. You guys all know I'm apolitical. We look at politics through an apolitical lens because apolitical people have feelings too. It, I feel like that gets lost in the media. I feel like all of us, all of us apolitical people, which I feel like is the majority. It's just nobody knows. And by the way, that's the whole thesis of this podcast is that most people are like me and they're apolitical and they just want to live their lives free and left alone. And it's going to prove out whether it's true or not, aka either more people are going to listen to this or it's going to go back to zero like it was when I started. But I have to prove out that theory or that thesis because I watch this stuff and it is so blatantly dumb. I just like laugh. And I know, I know in my heart of hearts that the vast majority of people feel that way. And if I'm wrong, so be it. But here's the reality. I'm not wrong. And I really don't think I am wrong. Which makes this a huge market opportunity 
for anyone who's apolitical to look at politics and speak to them through an apolitical point of view. Again, we don't support Republicans. We don't support Democrats. We don't even support independents because they probably have an agenda. We support people who don't have agendas. We support the peasants. And again, if you're listening to this, you're a peasant. You're not in the club. And in fact, Klaus Schwab even says the club is 300 people. Who those 300 people are, I don't know, because it seems like there's 30 million people that think they're in on it. If you watch CNN and all these other outlets, like it's, they all think they're in on it. But like when it comes down to it, I don't think they're going to get through the front door and they're going to be in, you know, the camp that we go to with all the other apolitical people that are just trying to flap our wings and be free. We just want to live, man. Whatever happened to that? Like, I didn't know all this corruption was going on my whole life. And when I didn't know about it, it was awesome. It was awesome. I didn't even care. It didn't affect my life. And then all of a sudden, my life started to get affected. And I'm like, shit, something's got to be done. Now my toes are being stepped on. Now I can't just enjoy my life in peace. Even though I was already controlled in a fixed game, I was cool with it because I didn't even know. But now I know. And that's a problem. That's a very big problem. We are being spoon-fed ridiculous shit. I mean, this is crazy. There is a... Vi it's almost like... It's almost like you watching a video of someone dropping a pencil and then it turns off and they go, you did not see someone drop a pencil. Like what? Wait, I, I just saw it. No, you didn't. You're a conspiracy theorist. All right. Trump. Bad. Red. Racist. What? But I saw him drop the pencil. It was a pen. What do you? Come on. This is crazy. You, how can you think you're going to get away by showing someone something that they see with their own eyes? This guy says like, go it. And he stresses the words. Like he has an agenda. Clearly like go into the Capitol. You got no, that way, that way. <laughs> you got to go that way. <laughs> Come. This is, is this not funny? Like, this is, <laughs> you didn't see anything. <laughs> you didn't see anything. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even take this seriously. And I, I've always believed that no matter how, um, how high someone's social or sorry, emotional intelligence is, I think that almost all humans can smell bullshit most of the time. And I think you smell bullshit because it smells like diarrhea to me. It's almost like, it's almost like, it's almost like we have so many flags. Now you got like the pride flag. You got a flag for this and a flag for that. And I'm like, I just want to hold a Brown flag or have a Brown flag behind me because you should just eat shit. I just want to tell everyone to eat shit. So I want to have a Brown flag. Maybe we can start a little group that ha that supports a brown flag that says, we're not dumb. Go eat shit.
Is that controversial? I don't know. But to me, it makes a lot of sense. And like everything tells me like I'm crazy. But then all of a sudden I get these comments like, oh, I feel that way too. Or, oh, keep doing it. Like that's spot on. Or, oh my God, that was so interesting. I never thought of it that way. Wow. I've been duped. And I'm like, whoa, like, wait a second. I'm not alone here. Or, or wait a second. I have like old friends reaching out to me that I haven't talked to in like a decade that are like, you're doing this podcast. Like, great. I'm like, is it really bad? They're like, no, like you're, this is exactly how I feel. I go, I knew it. <laughs> watch this video. And then they turn off the video and they go, you didn't watch a video. You just listened to audio. You, uh-uh, you thought you were watching TV. You were not, you were not. And if you think you were follow the pendulum, you were a conspiracy theorist. You will give into whatever we say. Shut the hell up. You hate other humans, even though we all love each other and want to help each other. But yet the only way you can even try and get that agenda across is by isolating people in lockdowns and stuff because the worst thing that a human can do is be in isolation. It's literally the worst thing that can happen to a human being is being in isolation. It's like one of the only ways a human goes crazy is when you are just totally by yourself and don't interact with other humans because we're social species and that's what we do. And like it actually benefits you to help other people because the more good you put out into the world, this crazy thing happens. I know this is wild. This is going to be really crazy. Ready for this? This is really nuts. The more good you do in the world, the more good that happens to you. <gasps> I know. I know what you're thinking. Just another conspiracy theorist, alt-right Trump supporter. I know. That's how I come off. I understand. But if you've been listening to the podcast, you know I'm apolitical. That's where the twist is. It's a major twist. You know we support the brown flag where it tells everybody else to go eat shit. Anybody else want to support the brown flag? You're all welcome. Everybody's welcome. I feel like what they want us to do is sit on a couch and our eyes like I picture it like being like almost like, like a zombie or like in a trance, like taping your eyelids open, watching the screen. And all it is, is like North Korea, like propaganda after propaganda. And like, all you do is like automatically grab the popcorn, eat one piece over and over. And you just sit there all day and nod your head. Yes. Yes. That's yes. I agree. I give in. You are right. You are my leader. I want to kiss your toes. That's how it feels. I feel like that's what they think's happening. But yeah, everyone's like, fuck this. Like, I'm trying to be like, I'm just trying to go to the baseball game or something. Or like, I'm just trying to like go out to dinner. Like, I don't even care about who the president is. I'm just trying to chill with my friends or go pick up a pickup basketball game. I just think that's how most people feel. I think most people want the brown flag. I'm not against other flags. We love other flags. We are big supporters of cloth and whatever material it's made out of. Polyester, probably. I don't even know what polyester is, but it's probably polyester with a little bit of cotton. Seems to be everything. We have a brown flag. You have whatever flag you want. Stars, stripes, circles, dots, bam, boom, bee, ba. We don't care. We are pro-human. We love human beings. We are obsessed with human beings on this podcast. 
we want to do what's best for humanity because we just have this crazy thing that if we do what's best for humanity, it's selfishly going to make my life a million times better because ready for this one? Here's another one. I'm a human too. Oh, I know. Conspiracy theorists, all right, terrorists. I know. I, I, trust me. I know when I say these things that I'm a conspiracy theorist, all right, terrorist. I know this. And I do happen to be white, so I know that I'm racist. I'm very aware how this all goes down. But you are also the same thing because you're listening to this. Oh, now you're in trouble. If you turn on anything or look at any other media besides what the government gives you, you are not only a horrible human being, but you are every bad word I can think of in the English language all at once. Boom. Just drop it on you. You're horrible. Your whole life, you thought you were a good person. Your whole life, you thought you were trying to do good. Well, you were brainwashed because you've always been an evil person. You've been a villain. You've been a conspiracy theorist your entire life. And you didn't even know that. You thought you saw Ray Epps running into or telling people to go into the Capitol. Uh-uh. No, you didn't. You saw people ask questions. Uh-uh. No, you didn't. You saw nothing. You hear me? You saw nothing. So I think we're finding a common theme. I think we kind of get where this is going. It seems to be that most likely odds are, if we just base it off of the 100% correctiveness that we've been so far on this podcast, we said monkeypox like on the episode on June 9th. Now they're all collaborating together to see if it's a pandemic, which... I wonder what they're going to declare it. I have no idea. Maybe a pandemic? Ooh, wow, who would have thought? I mean, all this stuff is very obvious and predictable, and yet all I'm doing is is I'm when I hear the word conspiracy, debunked, fact check, all right, I immediately go on the world wide web and look into the subject and then come to my own conclusions using my own critical thinking. And I talk about it, even though I'm a conspiracy theorist and have never in my life been interested in conspiracy theories. That does not interest me. I have no interest in conspiracy theories. I, I know some people like that stuff and that's fantastic. Good for you. But that's not me. I don't like that. I was always about like nonfiction biographies and all that stuff which makes this rather interesting that that's always been my interest. And now as I look into conspiracies, I'm very interested in it because it seems to be a nonfiction story that actually occurred. And that's why it's grabbing my attention. I'm told one thing I'm told to go right, but the store is actually on the left or like I'm told to stop at the green light or something like, you know what I mean? It's just crazy. And when you go to therapy and stuff, they actually, they teach you something about projecting on people. Usually you get mad at other people for insecurities that you have within yourself. So for example, if someone's really mean to you, 
most likely it has nothing to do with you except that they're just having a bad day or something happened in their life. Like, for example, when someone says you're racist, usually they're racist (laughs) or whatever name they call you. That's just the one that came to mind. So when they say you're a conspiracy theorist, most likely they are a conspiracy theorist. That is a clinical notion to project onto others of your own insecurities. So clearly they know something is false and they're projecting it onto you saying everything you know is false, but you know you're not a psychopath. Maybe you're a sociopath, but you're not a psychopath. And I don't think you're a sociopath either. And I don't think you're a conspiracy theorist. And I don't even think you're political, but you might be. You might be. And there's nothing wrong with that. It just so happens that this podcast comes from an apolitical point of view because our point of views, meaning the apolitical party, we don't get a lot of representation in the media these days. It seems to always go to political people and people forget that apolitical people have feelings too. Like we do. I do. I've been apolitical my whole life and I've always had feelings, but they seem to dismiss our party. I don't see our brown flag anywhere. So it is my goal to find the other apolitical people who support our brown flag, which tells everyone to go eat shit and come together and form our own network state and be sovereign individuals within us and help each other achieve each other's goals and thrive together as a community from the bottom up. And that's it. That's the agenda. I just want to be surrounded by great people who are trying to do the right thing, help others, achieving their own goals, help others achieve their goals. That's the life I want to live. And that's the life I am officially going to live. And I'm going to find those other people in this world. And if you want to be a part of it, well, let's go. So as things become weirder and weirder in this world and this country and this, whatever, just know you are absolutely 1 trillion percent not alone. And that most people feel that way. And most people want to be left alone, even though they want to go out of their way to try to divide you against other humans when in fact you actually like all the other humans. Don't let that override your core gut feeling that, hey, I actually am cool with everybody. As long as they're not mean to me, we're good. And you are the, you know, how they say you are the five people, you, uh, the mix of the five people you hang out with or whatever. That's true. And so I want to be surrounded by the people that are apolitical, that are doing the right thing, that just want to live life and be happy. It's not that complicated. It's not that divisive. It's not that controversial. So it's official. It is July 18, 2022. The network state, and I'm going to get into what that means because it is a book, and I implore you to look into it, as well as the sovereign individual and as well as the changing world order. I've said it many, many times. Those are the blueprints. The changing world order is where we are right now by Ray Dalio. That goes into the sovereign individual. That's what life's going to be like in, I don't know, four or five years, six years. 
And then the network state is going to be probably an extension of that. And it's going to be smaller, more niche communities of, of people that come together for a very specific cause that happens to be a moral deficit in society, something that's not being obtained. And right now, what's not being obtained, the moral deficit that I see is just simple freedom being left alone and raising families, having friends, exercising, nutrition. <gasps> Did I say nutrition? Did I say exercise? That's a conspiracy. Go to Pfizer and tell them you're not feeling well and they'll give you the remedy. Do not exercise. Do not pay attention to your nutrition. Just take pharmaceuticals forever. I have no problem if you do that. You could still join the community. But that's what our focus on. We like organic stuff. And we like to go from the bottom up. We don't like to tell people what to believe and not to believe. We like to show them all of the evidence or not evidence, all of the information. And then they can come to their own conclusion. And the best part about our society is that it's voluntary. You get to choose if you want to be a part of it and you can leave any time. And over time, what's going to happen is we're all going to connect on the network, AKA the internet. And then we're going to create a physical home somewhere in this world. That's what's literally going to happen. I know that sounds very far-fetched, but we are experiencing the dissolution of the nation state. That is literally what is happening. And by the way, nation states have only lasted a few hundred years. It's a very rare time of society. They're not, they haven't been common that long and we're seeing it exhausted and we're seeing it crumble. And that's what's going on when they say, when you see something and then they literally tell you, you didn't see it. And then you start like looking around like, wait, what? I did what? What? I, I just saw it. No, you didn't. Wait. What? And then you think you're going insane. You're not. You're just seeing the structure of the world as it is crumble, which is a good thing. It's going to be real rocky for a little while and it's going to get worse. But the purpose of this podcast and what I'm going to do is I'm going to foreshadow what's probably going to happen like we did with the monkeypox and all that stuff and Klaus Schwab and the new world order and just give you a warning ahead of time because as humans we have a history of only getting out of situations when it's literally the 11th hour and our back is against the wall and the only option is to do something or you die and then we figure it out and here's what I ask can we not wait until the 11th hour this time, people? Can we come together at like the ninth hour or something like that? Or maybe even like the sixth hour? Like, the, come on. Why do we got to wait to the 11th hour? We've done that all throughout history. Now, I am trying to share information ahead of time so we can figure it out at the 10th hour. I don't want to figure out the 11th hour again. Come on. So, that's the conspiracy theory today. All the stuff will be in the notes. And then I'm going to get really deep into this HR 4350 on the next segment, which is a crazy bill that is being passed to give authority to, 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 to not give congressional oversight over the military and give it directly just to the president of the United States. My friends, that is a dictatorship. 
That's literally what a dictatorship is. When one human being, like Kim Jong-un in, in North Korea, controls the military and can deploy it domestically. That's what the bill HR 4350 is trying to do. To right now, the military, and I'm not going to get too much into this because it'll go too long. And I want, you know, I want to chop it up so people can get each segment or listen to what they want to listen to. But they're trying to pass a bill, H.R. 4350, to remove congressional oversight over the military so it can be deployed domestically over extremists, a.k.a. people who they disagree with. And the, they report directly to just the president. No congressional oversight that's removed. That's a dictatorship. That's literally what makes a dictatorship. I don't even know how that's confusing. That's what makes a dictatorship. And like the words are so broad and then it, it like exempts whistleblowers. Like if they rat out somebody who's, you know, like a probably a Trump supporter or, you know, one of us, apoliticals or whatever. I mean, this is the last straw. And we're going to get real deep into that. I'm going to go through it. I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to read through it. Like it's crazy. It is crazy. I mean, that is the Mecca. That's it. It doesn't get bigger than that. The number one, again, I've never held a gun, shot a gun, nothing like that. But now I know the second amendment is just there when the government doesn't want to follow the first one. That's what it's there for. That blew my mind. I was like, wow, I never thought of tyranny. Like, I didn't think tyranny was something we had to worry about. I thought it was about shooting ducks. Yes, I am apolitical. I'm a moron with this stuff. But that's what I've learned. And that's why they want to take our guns. All of the dictatorships took guns. And then, then they deploy the military against the people they do not like. And that is H.R. 4350. It's a very, very long bill. So I will make it, you know, more concise. In fact, I kind of want to go directly into it because I feel like we're on a roll here. I feel like we're all vibing. All right, let me, let me address that question. So, all right, should we do it? You know what? Let's do it. Why not? Whatever. We don't report to anyone. We are paid by Big Pharma, so we just do what we want to do. All right, so here we go. Text of H.R. 4350, National Defense Authorization Act for Fiscal Year 2022. I can go to Find, and I search Domestic. And here we go. All, by the way, if the military is ever used domestically, Right now, that's illegal, and that's never a good thing, just so you know. If you're a peasant, which you are, and I am, it's not good. So the military, so this bill would remove congressional oversight. Right now, you have congressional oversight for international operations. Now this is to remove it so they can use it domestically. That's a dictatorship, just so you know. So it says... Any consideration of domestic operation used in such justification. An analysis of the role of tactical 
airlift domestic. Okay. It gets into, I wasn't planning on going into this, but oh, oh, this is a big thing that they cover. I forgot. Um, medical or pandemics, you know, bio, biomedicine, whatever it is, they can use it to survey you because they're really just trying to protect you from pandemics, which all of a sudden happen every day now, like it's normal. Guys, the normalization of pandemics is not fundamentally normal. That's craziness. That's the whole point of why they call it a pandemic. It like never happens. And now it's going to happen back to back. That doesn't just happen. Okay. I don't know how conspiratorial that is, but it just doesn't. In my opinion. So it says in this section, the term covered bio-based solution means a solution for the control and mitigation of corrosion that is domestically produced, commercial, and bio-based. Proposed deployment locations for mobile nuclear micro-reactors, both domestically and abroad. They have a pilot program basically to like they did before with the pandemic run throughs so they can use the military to save your life, even though they're actually secretly not secretly anymore, but they're trying to kill you, but no big deal. So let's see the term National Guard support to major disasters, which already exists, like if there's a, a weather disaster. Report on methods to enhance domestic response to large-scale, complex, and catastrophic disaster. I love how they keep it really vague, too. Report on methods to enhance domestic response to large-scale, complex, and catastrophic disasters. Study on reapportionment of National Guard force structure based on domestic responses. The Secretary of Defense, in consultation with the Chief of the National Guard Borough and the Adjunct General, shall conduct a study to determine whether to reapportion the force structure of the National Guard based on wartime and domestic response requirements. They do an assessment on do domestic response missions after recruitment and retention of qualified personnel. And by the way, just something that... that that I know just because I know someone who's doing this, but right now in New York, they are training the military to take to their practicing this to take people like live organisms, people in the middle of the night and putting them into a van without flashlights. That is literally occurring. They are practicing how they can put something that's alive, maybe a human perhaps, into a van in the middle of the night. That is not normal either. That is happening right now in New York. Go look it up. I'm sure you could find it or talk to someone who's in special operations in the military if you happen to know someone. That is what they're being trained to do right now. Maybe they're, I don't know, doing it for some cause internationally. I don't think so, especially when monkeypox is here now. Now they're all of a sudden 
going to declare a pandemic and lockdowns are coming and you got to, you know, the midterms coming up. So there's voting and stuff and a balance of power. Like it's very weird timing, right? So it says the use of the national guard of the state to combat domestic extremism. What does that mean? And then the ability to track and respond to domestic migration trends in order to establish a baseline for force structure requirements. Did you know you were being tracked? Are you cool with that? Which, by the way, is illegal. That was the whole thing with the NSA. If you don't remember that, that was a big, that was a whistleblower, Snowden. They can't do that. They are doing it, but they can't do that. That's real. I know this is really crazy and it sounds like I'm a nutcase, but they are trying to actually remove congressional oversight over the military in the United States of America so that it literally is just under the advisement of the president, which whoever that is, it's not good, let alone a senile sleepy Joe. (laughs) I do like how Trump calls him. That's funny. Seriously, could you imagine this guy who shakes hands with the air is going to have full autonomy to deploy military against you if they want? The man shakes air. He literally puts out his hand. I don't care. We're apolitical. I need to say that again because all of a sudden someone's like, oh, you love Trump. No, we're apolitical. We're about, we like communities. We don't like presidents. The man finishes a speech and shakes the air. That isn't normal either. None of this is normal. You're not going to, if they normalize somebody putting out their hand to shake someone's hand and there's nobody in sight, my friends, that's not normal. That's insanity is what that is. So the ability to track you and then respond. Extension of requirement. So domestic abuse, meaning domestic like the United States, abuse on power. Let's see. The issue guidance to the secretaries of the military departments to clarify and standardize the process for collecting and reporting data on domestic abuse in armed forces, including data. Oh, yeah, that's another thing that they get into, which is how... For in the armed forces, like you know, guys can use girls' bathrooms that they identify as with 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 being a girl or, or whatever. However, that works. And then if there's like a case where like the man goes into or the the man who identifies as a woman, I'm not sure the right way to say it, goes in and like rapes the woman, that they won't get in trouble. I mean that that's in there in very broad terms, if I can find it. But basically, it's it's like protecting the 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 military personnel from being prosecuted. All right, conspiracy theorists. Just reading a bill like I never do, but that's what has to happen now when they say we're going to deploy the military against the people. That is crazy. That is literally what a dictatorship is. I don't know how else to even say that. That is what tyranny is. And if you have the military deployed against the population and the population does not have guns 
to protect themselves against tyranny, who do you think wins? The people? Nope, you were wrong. I know that's what you were thinking, but you're wrong. It's the government. <laughs> you lose substantially. <laughs> you do whatever they say because they have guns, but you don't have guns. Why? Because you cannot handle it, but they can't. So let's see what else we have here. So I could type in extremism. Seems like a interesting term. So domestic, ex violent extremism. And then it just, so is guilty of violent extremism and shall be punished as a court martial may direct. So basically what it's saying is in the case of an act against a person or class of people for reasons relating to race, religion, color, ethnicity, sex, age, disability status, national origin, sexual orientation, or gender identity of the person or class of people concerned. If you do anything against anyone, they could just say it's for one of those reasons. And then whatever the marshal, the state marshal says should happen to you is what's going to happen. Because you're a violent extremist. Countering extremism in the armed forces. I mean, this is, so the last thing, and before I go more into this, the last thing that happens. So I need to be clear on this. I know I talked about this before, but this is really, really important. Nobody in history ever chose willingly to be under a tyrannical government. That's not how it happens. You don't just all of a sudden wake up and you're ruled by tyranny and a huge centralized force. That's not what happens, okay? I know we think that's what happens because we just like read what history says and goes, that can't happen to us. Well, that's what they thought at that time too. That's what they thought in Germany too. They were, Germany was one of the most sophisticated and well-educated populations and wealthiest in the world when they started putting people in concentration camps. That is true. They actually might have, I don't know if they were the wealthiest country in the world, but they were one of them. And they were absolutely one of the most educated. And then what Hitler did was he used this tactic, which is now referred to as mass formation psychosis. You can read a ton about that. But basically mass formation psychosis is a way to get a massive large group of people to obey and be complicit to your orders, which is exactly what happened during COVID. And I know everyone's aware of that. So nobody ever chose to be under a tyrannical government. It happens with a couple clear steps. One of them is, is disarm the population. The other one is use force by using the military domestically. That's what this bill is, HR 4350 to not have congressional oversight over the military is probably the only thing that separates us from being a dictatorship. I don't know how else to put that. I am not Republican. I am not alt-right. I am not any of that. I am honestly not even political. That is actually true. I know it's funny, but it's true. I didn't even know who Fauci was a year ago. Okay. I didn't care. I'm not saying this is right, but 
I grew up upper middle class. I am white. It just didn't affect me. I didn't have to watch the news. I'm not saying that's right, but it just was the way it is. Like I, I didn't choose to be who I am. It's just, it's how I came out of the cosmos and that's just what happened. And I didn't have to worry about anything because it didn't matter. Again, that's not right. But it's the way it was. And the only reason I started getting into this is because all of a sudden my rights and freedoms and just like things that I probably honestly took for granted started being stepped on. And ladies and gentlemen, that pissed me off because I just want to live my damn life. And I really believe that that's what you want too. And it's more important now than ever for people like us to come together and recognize that we are not alone and that in fact, the majority of people most likely feel the way that we do. And if there's one thing that can protect us from being ruled under tyranny in a tyrannical government, there is always one defense that cannot ever be beaten. You cannot beat one thing. And that is all of the people rising together against that force. There's too many of us. It's too much. It doesn't matter what military, what government, how much power. It's impossible. It's the ultimate defense. When all of us rise together, it's game over. We win. You can't beat us. And that is a huge reason why I'm doing this because we, things are going to get weirder. Things are going to get worse. This is about control. This is an agenda from the World Economic Forum. And it's real. And it's actually really serious. And I'm dedicating everything I have to this because I refuse to bring a child into this world that is a worse place where they have no freedoms, where they have no rights. I'm not going to do that. It is my responsibility to bring them into a safe world where they can go and achieve their dreams and live out their lives in freedom. As a human being that brings someone from the cosmos or wherever the hell they come from, I have to do my part. And if I'm alone doing this, well, then so be it. But I have a strong feeling I'm not. So these things that they're trying to normalize is not normal. It's not normal to deploy military against the citizens of your country. It is not normal to lock people down in isolation. It is not normal to tell people not to touch each other, not to kiss, not to like connect. That's what they're saying with monkeypox. Do not, there's a sign from the CDC. Do not kiss. Do not hold hands. Do not this. Do not have sex. Don't masturbate within six feet of each other. First of all, who's all masturbating by each other? It's fucking weird. I mean, hey, do what you want, but whatever. Hey, so can you sit down on the other side of the bed, babe? I need to, you know, do my thing. You can do yours over there. <laughs> That's not normal because the one thing that beats tyranny is people coming together. So they're going to do everything they can to isolate us and keep us from being connected and knowing what each other feels and thinks because they know that if we come together, we all realize that we feel the same way and then we connect and then we point our anger and frustration 
towards the powers that be and we attack and they lose. That's the reality of what's going on. And I am very aware of how crazy that sounds. But that is what's honestly going on here. And I think you feel that way too. So it's truly upon us as things get weird and weird. Like I'm truly with this whole military thing now with this bill, HR 4350, I'm concerned that what's going to happen is it basically gives a dictatorship. It gives all, it relieves congressional oversight and then gives it just to the president. And we know our president's senile. I think we all know that the guy is shaking hands with air. Do you know anyone in your life that just turns left and puts out their hand to shake someone when the other person's behind them? Who does that? Ladies and gentlemen, that is not normal. That is Alzheimer's. That is dementia. I love old people, not as our president though. You should have a maximum age of like 69 or something. He's like 99. I might be off by a couple years. But what's going to happen, but I worry that they get this through and then they get the dictatorship powers over the military. And then all of a sudden Biden mysteriously dies. And then you have the dictator like Newsom coming in who has destroyed California. I think we all know that. And then has full autonomy to do anything he wants domestically. That's a really scary thought. Because we all know Biden's just a puppet in there for other powers that be. That's not a secret. That's not, you, that's not a right-wing thing. That is a human approach to the situation. And everybody knows that. So I'll end with this. And again, everything will be in the show notes as always. So you can do your own research and come to your very own conclusions. And again, you can even just go to anchor.fm forward slash JSK, which is my initials, Jonathan Scott Kogan. Anchor.fm forward slash JSK. And you can check it out. Or I think I, if you're on the call and I put the links in there and come to your own conclusions and use your own critical thinking. I'm not here to tell you to think anything because I have no agenda. I just want my life to be good. In order for my life to be good, I have to work towards making your life good. Otherwise, none of our lives are going to be good. It's peasants versus the elite. It's not Republicans, Democrats. It's not white, black. It's not man, woman. It's peasants versus the elite, which is the World Economic Forum. And then beneath that is the U.S. government. It's even, it's like one level below it. I know that sounds crazy. And I worry about what's going to happen is when we, when everybody wakes up and figures this out, we just point at the U.S. government, which is part of the culprit here, but they're being, they're on strings being controlled by the World Economic Forum. That's ultimately where it's coming from. It's the globalist takeover. That's what's happening. And that sounds nuts. But we're very practical and we're very apolitical and we want to be free. And I no longer take that for granted. And I will live the rest of my days doing everything I can to make sure we are free. 
because selfishly, I want to be free. And in order for me to be free, you have to be free because we are peasants. And by the way, being a peasant is fucking cool. So check out the stuff. And I know I'm going on and on and on about this, but we're not alone. You're not alone. We're here for each other. Help your neighbor. It's never been more important to support small businesses, local businesses, people closest to you. Like go out there and help them. They tried to sabotage and kill all of them and then replace them with FedExes and post offices and, you know, who knows, whatever are the, I don't know, Amazon stores and whatnot. Go to, go to the Kelly's market or Joe's ice cream down the road and buy something. Work with them to sign a petition against the next order of lockdowns that's going to come in three, um, in like two or three months. Support those around you. Your community is everything. It is the most important thing right now. I cannot stress that enough. It's everything. And if you enjoy your freedom, then enough with the massive corporations that are trying to control everything and literally go to Jacob's Coffee down the road and get a cappuccino and do not submit to lockdowns. It's not okay. In no world and in no life is that ever okay to be forced to do anything against your will like that. That is honestly just fucked up. And they've already destroyed so many people's businesses and stuff and their livelihoods. And if it happens again, they're going to be able to have full control. I'm not going to let that happen. I'm not going to let that happen to my community, but I'm not a part of your community in the physical world. Someone has to represent over there too. And this is it. Like this is crunch time. Those lockdowns are coming. The mass vaccination centers for monkeypox are already open in New York. It's all about to happen again. And the one thing I ask, and for everyone around you that you love and care about, I can't stress this part enough either. Do not put yourself in a state of fear. The purpose of all of this is to put you in a state of fear so that you make irrational decisions. That is the only thing that could be done that will give them tyrannical control is to put you into a state of fear so you will pretty much do whatever they say because you're just scared. It's okay to be scared. Being fearful is normal. That's not a problem. But it, you can't make level-headed decisions in a state of incredible fear. Most likely, you're either going to make a poor decision or you're going to make a decision based on whatever you're told. So come together with your community, show love, help. The other person that you're told to hate, supposedly, or the other person that, you, that you're told hates you, if you go talk to them, they fucking love you. I believe that. And if they don't and they kill you, I'm sorry. I gave you bad advice. My bad. No, I don't think that's going to happen. In my life, at least, it's only been good responses. And everybody I talk to, no matter what their political affiliation is, no matter what socioeconomic level they're at, we laugh. 
And we're like, we just want to live our lives. Like we just don't want to be controlled. And everybody's on the same page. People We're all on the same page. That's not a conspiracy. I, I laugh and I joke and I'm sarcastic, but that is serious. And that is not a conspiracy. And to have a strong community and be together has never been more important, at least in my 33 years of life, has never been more important. And I know sure as hell I'm not going to go down without fighting. And you could choose whatever path you want because that's what I believe. But we are willing to support you with the brown flag if you want to join. So... We're going to get into the China economic crisis later on, which is the biggest crisis you don't know about, which is 2008 on steroids. And it's going to ripple throughout the whole world, their real estate housing crisis. They have 90 million empty homes. It's about to be crazy. It's going to be what happened in the U.S. times a million. And Northwatch, I can't pick it up because I'm recording the podcast and on YouTube, but I will do calls on the next one. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and um, hopefully you listen to some other ones. If not, just be free and be happy and do the right thing. I really could care less if you listen to this. I wouldn't want to listen to myself talk either. So, all right. God bless everyone.